0: This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And this mp3, uh, titled Blocks to Conception or on Conception, I'm going to decide on the fly when I'm done, is intended to provide a perspective that might not be widespread about issues regarding conception. I'm going to talk about your soul's journey, I'm going to talk about your multi-life experience. I'm going to talk about how you are consciousness that exists across time, and that you are an energetic being. And I'm going to talk about the lower two chakras, chakras one and two, the root and the sacral chakra. And then at the end, I'm going to describe and list some tools, some resources that I've developed that may assist you if this information resonates with you. Some things I've developed, mp3s, energetically programmed crystals, etc. So you are consciousness that exists across time. That's who you are. Your brain, (laughs) which has highly likely convinced you that it is you and you are it, believes that you are this body, this life, this personality, these likes, these dislikes. But you are, in fact, consciousness that exists across time, and this particular life is one chapter in a longer journey. So you have experiences over the course of many, many lives lived as people and animals on Earth, and elsewhere too, but I kind of leave that out because my focus is really on helping you get this one right and not wish you were somewhere else. Or long for better days when you didn't have to be in a body or something like that. You collect experiences, you have memories, you collect them over time. What is in common with you and this body and this personality and your soul's other lives is the memories, the energetic and emotional imprints. So you have been imprinted by your experiences over the course of time these memories this data bank of experience is in your unconscious now and so all yous across time all versions of you, all manifestations of your soul across time in fact have access to all of these things so I encourage you to move beyond the idea of a past life that is a conception of soul and karma and reincarnation that is based in religious approaches which are fundamentally limited what I'm offering you is uh, the channeling from the Ascended Master Jehudi spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y also known as Thoth, Saint Germain and Merlin. Lots of people in metaphysical circles uh, interact with him or know who he, he is. He hangs around to help us evolve no matter what we need and he will answer any questions so as I think about things oftentimes he will kind of jump in and say well actually here's a an explanation that might that might help you understand that that happens constantly that's kind of what it's like to be me (laughs) including this approach that I'm offering you today it's not directly channeled but it's everything from him that I've learned from this ascended master over the years put together very specifically for this issue so your soul exists outside time is one of his teachings and so this life and all of your other lives are happening for your soul simultaneously fitting with this or kind of extending this the definition of karma that I work with that, that I that I've channeled and work with is they are beliefs attached to these energetic imprints the energy comes up we feel emotion and a belief is attached to them that's karma So karma is not a system of reward and punishment, as our linear logical minds want to believe as they struggle to find out why horrible things happen to good people and good things happen to horrible people, trying to figure out what this schema of justice is. Is there justice? Is there fairness? But karma is that you are holding energies because you've been imprinted from many lives, And because you're holding these energies, they are vibrating. And you believe something about them. They are attached to beliefs. And whatever it is that you vibrate must come into manifestation. That is reflective of the fact that you're a divine being. You are a portion of goddess and god. That is what your soul and your consciousness is. So you feel something, and it manifests in the world around you, And then you say, yes, I I believe this about that. And then it keeps happening because you're reinforcing it by believing it. Believing that that explanation of your mind is true. Like Why was I hurt? Why did this thing happen? Your mind reinforces that, that strengthens the belief and solidifies it as karma. Some beliefs come up and you doubt them. Some things cross your mind and you say, well, that, that can't be true. And you let it go. They don't become karma. But the ones attached to the most joyful and the most painful experiences typically get cemented in a way. Now, they can be chipped away at. And this is a a major thing that I work on with uh, clients. And I mean myself. I do it on myself all the time. So you are a collection of imprints and beliefs about those experiences that imprinted you from across time. That's what you are. The soul wants you to figure out how to make self-interested, self-loving, self-caring choices. But soul by itself cannot know itself, does not know how to do that. So souls come here to separate from all that is or goddess and god consciousness, temporarily, well-embodied, to learn how to go from fear into love. And along the way, we all offer each other opportunities to create fear and pain and sorrow and resentment and anger together. To give every party involved the opportunity to eventually figure out how to let it go. To embody the nature of soul which is loving more in our day-to-day lives. So that's the story of your life. That's the story of your multi-life journey. Regarding issues, blocks, and issues about conception, the physical part of the body that's involved here is a second chakra. The root chakra is also involved because the vaginal opening is next to the root. The organs of reproduction are in the second chakra, but the door, the opening, is in the root. So we have to talk about root and second chakra issues for many lives in order to really get at whatever is blocking the uh, conception when you would like to conceive. So, basics of the root chakra, the first. As I said, located around the anus. This is support, family, it's survival issues. It is if you feel safe and secure. If you feel you can meet your survival needs. If you're okay with being in a body. These are some of the issues. Community family, nation, ethnic group, religious traditions, all of these traditions that might get handed down to you, anything that is in play in your family system when you are born or when you enter the family because adoption and fostering counts, anything in play is in your root chakra. So do I feel supported by life? Do I feel safe? What do I need to feel safe? Can I meet my physical needs? Do I have the right to be here? These kinds of questions involve the root. Uh, Do I have to go with the group, or can I be a unique individual? Will I be loved even if I say no to my family? Or will I be loved and supported by my family even if I leave this religion that makes no sense to me? If I'm the liberal in the conservative family, if I need to convert to this other religion that they fear and hate? Will I be loved? Am I loved? Am I supported? And in many ways, in a given life, root chakra issues in adulthood are carryovers from what was going on when you were very, very young, right after birth. So do I feel safe? On one level, you go back to your childhood in this life. What is it when I was a child that made me not feel safe? So that's one avenue of inquiry for the root. The other one is if you have access to other life memories or if you've gotten readings from people like me where they talk about different lives. I'll say past lives, most of them. I think I'm the only person who will say your soul's other lives. I'm trying to, trying to change that here on the planet uh, to update the paradigm that we're viewing these things through do I feel safe? Did I not feel safe in some other life? And even if you don't have direct access to or, or uh, to memories, or you don't have um, some reader giving you details on different lives, you or dreams or guided messages or something like that, you um, have had issues in all chakras in all lives. So you can assume that in some lives, you haven't felt safe in some lives you haven't felt secure in some lives you may have sacrificed freedom in order to be safe that's a root chakra problem too in other lives you might sacrifice connection in order to be free such as I have to I have to go join this convent and they say but we're Jews you say yeah I know I have to convert you know all this kind of um, you know doing things in the opposite ways as our families in a bunch of lives you've had those issues So whatever fears that you have about safety and security are probably from multiple lives. That's that's the nugget here. In the second chakra, the one above it, below below the navel, kind of centering on where those uh, sexual organs are, the reproductive organs, in the second chakra, we give and take. We give and receive. We hear how others see us, and we may adapt our self-definition based on how they see us, and we tell other people how we see them. Sometimes we feel controlled in a relationship, or we feel we must control something in a relationship. That's in the second chakra. Sometimes after we've been hurt, we're not open to receiving, and if we're not open to receiving, we're not open to giving, not authentically anyway not heartfelt, compassionate, true giving. And so the second chakra has something to do with vulnerability and flexibility within relationship. Now, the truth about the root chakra is that anything that has not made you feel safe has been designed by your soul, has been invited by you as goddess and god, you as soul, to push you into more self-love and self-care. So if this community says, you don't belong here, get the hell out, your job now as an adult is to say, okay, that I didn't belong there, Okay. Thanks for telling me I needed to be somewhere else, though I didn't know it at the time. And it's frightening to be kicked out of somewhere. Same with the family. You don't belong here unless you follow our rules. And you say, I can't. And they say, get out. Or we'll never talk to you again. Or you're too hard to love. In the second chakra, whatever it is in relationship that has hurt you, or in any way that you have hurt others in relationship, it is all the soul's collective design to teach you how to love yourself more. So I talk about giving and receiving in the second chakra. If you have not received what you want, you may be closed in the future to giving and receiving. But you have not received what you want because you need to give it to yourself. If you have not received the love that you want, the validation, the respect from others, you must give it to yourself. The mission that every soul lays out for its human selves, including you and me and everybody we've ever met, is to become the source of love for ourselves. That's the nature of divinity not looking for others to make us feel safe, not looking to others to make us feel valid and worth love and respect. We have to decide we are. So any of these issues in the root or, and or second chakra that you may relate to may end up being a block to, to uh, conceiving, uh, but, they, but all of those things are in fact designed to push you into self-care and self-love. So look at what you haven't received from others. Look at what you wanted but didn't get. Look at the time you wanted to share the creative thing or read part of the r- report you, r- you wrote for school and somebody wouldn't listen. Somebody went out of his or her way not to be available or just wouldn't listen or said he or she didn't care and how you felt about that. That's, that may be in your second chakra. We define ourselves sometimes in the second chakra based on how others see us and also treat us so if you can look at all relationship issues as fodder to, to fuel to throw on the oven you know the logs to throw in the uh, to throw in the oven to fuel you learning to love yourself better then you can forgive everybody else for how they've treated you and you can forgive yourself for how you've treated everybody else because you are doing the same for their souls your soul is doing the same service as theirs, is for you. So you might be upset about having been lied to or abandoned. Well, maybe you've done that to somebody else, one of those two things or both. Maybe you have. When you can see in the second chakra that everything has been conspiring to push you into validating yourself, to realize that no one else will ever love you the way that you need, then you can get closer to the wisdom of soul and your second chakra healing can continue or begin or continue. And if you can look at everything in your community, family, nation, clan, heritage, everything in the town you live in, the one you grew up in, if you can look at everything there as also part of a conspiracy to push you into more self-validation, to push you into standing up on your own, then you can have root chakra healing begin because you can see all those situations and people have been supportive the whole time. I have actually, in fact, always been supported because those people wouldn't let me stay there. Because those people wouldn't let me land in this other place. <laughs> because I was taught, told to believe something that was patently ridiculous. Because I, you know, whatever it is, it's all part of this conspiracy to push you into more self-care and self-validation. I call it the conspiracy of love. I say your souls are in cahoots together to push each other to give each other opportunities, often it involves pushing, nudging, pulling, shoving off cliffs, into more self-care, self-validation, and self-love. You must become, again, the source of love for yourself. So regarding family and community and individual relationship contexts in the first and second, realize that every single one of your relationships throughout your life, throughout your many lives, has in some percentage, some part, been designed to not give you something you something particular that you always need, a sense of security, safety, a sense of being loved. You must love yourself. You must decide that you are worth love. In many ways, that's a third chakra empowerment strategy, but as I talk about clearing up this first and second chakra stuff, this is very important. So let's say that you have a very supportive family in this life. And let's say that in some other life you don't. As I say to you, in any way your family didn't love you, blah, 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 you might say, yeah, they did. They really did. They do. They always will. But recognize that somewhere in your unconscious may be the memories of when you weren't. That boss of yours in this life... Who fights you on everything may be a family member in another life that dog or cat who fights you on everything who's always looking at you suspiciously with that evil eye and mistrusting you (laughs) that could be a family member from another life so I'm suggesting you go through these processes of evaluating these things and, and letting yourself off the hook across time forgiving others forgiving yourself Deciding you will love yourself, deciding all those experiences are supportive because they're pushing you into more self-care and self-love, self-validation, etc. So you can free yourself from these other from these other layers of imprints that might not be directly on the surface. So that's kind of that's kind of the first part. And the second part is I'm gonna talk frankly about sexuality and sexual abuse. Because In a number of people, this is going to be a part of the issue with conception, a block to conception. Consider that you are collecting, remember I said earlier, that you are collecting energetic imprints from all different lives. So in your unconscious is a lot of stuff about sex and sexuality, of all kinds. When it's been happy or unhappy, when it's been experimental or taboo, all these different things, whether it's been consensual or not, is part of the story. Also, consider that the history of humanity, in many ways, has a lot to do with learning about externalized projections of power that can include, that often do include sex, sex and sexuality. Power, dominance, Uh, conquering, scoring, manipulating, seducing all these kinds of things are about getting to this end goal, this end point, which is about a conception of power. An externally projected image of what power is. And of course, we're very aware of the, the prevalence of the kind of Advertising sex machinery, sexuality, seducery machinery uh, that, that, that dominates a lot of the cultures on earth now. But this has been happening forever. And it's, it hasn't always been images, it has a lot of times been activity. People acting out their anger, their sorrow, their frustration in order to feel more empowered. So the history of humanity is in many ways learning to become conscious of sexual energy is a huge part of what it it means to live on earth as a human. Becoming conscious of how to manage and use intentionally sexual energy. Also consider that part of that history, about the last 6,000 years, has been through a patriarchal lens, honoring, elevating the masculine and diminishing the feminine. Heightening the, the lens or sharpening the focus of the lens through which we're viewing human life as, an, as a, an exercise in achieving power, even if just a momentary sense of being powerful. And so all of those many lives that your soul is living across the earth timeline, remember from its perspective... All these lives are happening simultaneously. In all of them, there's stuff about sexuality. And of those included in the last 6,000 years or so, there's a lot about patriarchal power plays about sexuality. I'm going to recommend, I was going to wait to do resources at the end, but if you want to know more about this, the, the channeled book, Goddess, Past, Present, and Future, is a pretty rich resource about this topic. Where do the patriarchy come from? Why does all that is, or why does souls need to go through it, and how can we heal it now that we're starting to come out of it, but we're still carrying a lot of the marks and uh, wounding and scar tissue from that, including the stuff about sexual abuse, I'm going to get into here. So, Goddess Past, Present, and Future is a good resource to explore this. The channel perspective on this further, and there is a chapter in there. The last part of the book is a chapter called uh, Conscious Communion, Healing Sex, which kind of tops off the whole book. And it is a transcription of a channeled event I did when I was on a channeling tour a few years ago. It's a great book, Goddess Past, Present, and Future. Highly recommended. So consider that in your field, in your unconscious, that probably leaks up or seeps up or bubbles up into your conscious awareness, periodically, is a bunch of crap about sex, (laughs) a bunch of stuff about sexuality. You may even, your conscious self, your conscious personality may even feel okay about sex and sexuality, but there may be other things under the surface that block you. You may even begin or engage or get close to sexual contact with another person and feel good about it, and then something comes up, and that's kind of what I want to focus on for those of you who resonate with that, something you're not sure why there's a block, or maybe you're not sure why you don't feel relaxed or open. These can all contribute to issues with conception. These can be blocks of conception. So next, consider that sexual intercourse, a lot of the time, involves one person putting energy into another person you can have whatever feelings you're having and then you can want to drop them and be connected with another person but the energy may still be there or you may have sex in different lives or you may have had sex had upon you in different lives that are actually externally projected power games Somebody needs to feel better. Somebody needs to overcome some humiliation, needs to have some kind of conquest, right? So Somebody needs something like this. You or other people. We, we've all been on all sides of this, by the way. This is a, a really important point in healing these lower chakra issues about sexuality. We've all been on both sides of all of these issues in many lives. And don't assume that if you are closed or blocked for some reason about sexuality or about conception that you have always been a victim. You have been on both sides of it because your soul requires that you learn on all sides of all issues. And this is a major theme for all humans. So we put energy into each other with penetration. The people who receive penetration receive energy. In your body now, in your energy field, in your unconscious now, in this life, is the history of your sexual lives over the course of many lives, your sexual experiences over the course of many lives. That's all in there right now. A lot of people need to get into a healing space about their motivations for approaching and engaging in sex. A lot of people need to get into their hearts and approach sex through their hearts instead of as a chemical or biological urgency, as in, we all need to engage in healing sex So if we've had histories of sex that we don't want to have, sex against our will on one level or another, this can be marriage, I have to give you children, so I have to do this with you. The thing is, I really can't stand, like biochemically speaking, I can't stand how you smell. I really don't find you attractive. I don't love you, and I don't know if I ever could. I can see how somebody might, but you're not for me. Well, we've been sold off to marry each other. We've been arranged to marry each other. And there are tons of examples of arranged marriages turning out well, but there's still a thing about this projected power situation and marriage in, in many millennia being essentially about a man owning a woman for the purposes of reproducing to passing on his family's wealth, power, property, prestige in order to continue the line and maintain power. So sex against one's will can come in the form of marriage. It can also come in the form of rape and incest and molestation, all these things. You should assume, because you're living on earth, you should assume, everyone hearing this, needs to assume that you have been on the receiving end and the giving end of a lot of these things over the course of many lives. It doesn't mean you're evil if you've done it. It doesn't mean you're a powerless victim if you've received it. It means that the souls involved are giving each other the opportunity to play out these externally projected power games that is the spiritual meaning behind sexual abuse and rape that's part of it I'll talk another one when I, when I talk about the bread shaded red jasper at the end I'll talk about another layer of that that's a, a stone I use to heal second chakra issues including sexual abuse of all kinds So we've all been on both sides of everything. At different times in our lives, some of that cache of emotional memory may come up. Some of it may not. Some of it may. There's nothing wrong if it doesn't. It's just not time for you to heal something or to be aware of something in a multidimensional fashion and work through it. If you're saying something like, I would like to... Evolve my consciousness. I know that's kind of clunky. Uh, I would like to evolve spiritually. I want to heal this. I want to heal that. I want to be a happier person. If you say stuff like that, you're going to get initiated into various healing processes, and so more things will come up for you than maybe for the person down the street, who's just living his or her life, minding his or her own business, not asking questions. But as soon as you assert essentially a divine intention to heal, to become more whole, to move into some marvelous goal or some great state of being that lights you up and makes you happy, you're going to be invited to heal things from across time. Especially since after the end of the Mayan calendar, the Mayan long count calendar a few years ago, the veils between dimensions, including those between your consciousness in this life and your unconscious experience in different lives the veils between dimensions, including you and your soul's other lives, are gone so most of us who are on this kind of path or living in some kind of way we consider to be spiritual or of evolutionarily minded or something it, we're, we're experiencing more and more of our other life stuff coming to the surface I experience it and I've made a job out of it <laughs> and uh, the reflections I get from people are really great as far as Thanks for putting words to this thing that I thought meant I was losing my mind or crazy or was overwhelming me. So we're all in this position. If we're open, we are in this position. Again, we can just continue living our lives with veils around us. But then things in that unconscious will begin to manifest physically, too, and we'll have different kinds of illnesses. So looking at our emotions and thoughts and patterns and clearing things out is not just part of evolution. But it is also good because the speed of manifestation since the end of the Mayan calendar has been speeding up. The Mayan calendar did not make this happen. It was the uh, timekeeper of a certain processes that opened up the possibilities available to us as conscious beings, more consciously aware of our multidimensional nature, as in we exist across time, etc., we're consciousness, we're energetic beings existing across time. So, if you have the last five years or so, this is mid 2016, if you have the last uh, five years or so experienced more and more fear or more intensity of the one fear that you had, right, the really big thing that you carried, this is why. For a lot of people, it does have to do with justice, fairness, harmony, balance, equality. It has to do with equal rights. It has to do with being respected. It has to do with having the freedom to make reproductive decisions, having the freedom to say yes and no when it comes to sexuality or money or jobs or relationships. Because your entire life history over many lives, is potentially up for a review now. What has disempowered you? That comes to the surface and must be addressed. So regarding sex and sexuality, people putting energy into each other means there are residues of energy in each other. If you have experienced in this life or other lives sexual abuse of some kind, the residues, the energies from the person who did this may still be there, as well as defensive mechanisms, because when you have, a, so to speak, a foreign energetic pathogen in you, your immune system will work overtime to keep it out. Just like when you have a, a virus, your immune system kicks into high gear to try to heal it, and this, this is where the fever and the swelling and the symptoms comes from, come from. Is your immune system's reaction to something. So in the same way, energetically, you can have an immune, an energetic immune system reaction to the presence of someone else's energy within you. Now, this this applies to much more than energy that arrived there via sexual intercourse of some kind. It also includes the energies of loved ones who talk at you or put words in your mouth or make decisions for you or... Uh, uh, manipulate you or hold, hold something in your life hostage or threaten you. It can, it can happen in many, many different ways that we hold the energies of other people. But in the, in the context of, of this conversation of blocks to conception, if you have anybody else's energy in you that doesn't feel good, meaning if you have connected sexually, whether voluntarily or not, with someone else and it didn't feel right, it didn't feel healthy, or that person has hurt you in some way before, during, or after this experience, you're going to associate that person's energy with negativity. You're going to be carrying something that you negatively defend yourself against. And and in this context of the first and second chakras, receiving something that doesn't work for us, something that hurts, something that makes us traumatized in some way, makes us unhappy, makes us feel disrespected, makes us feel unloved and abused. Receiving something like that can also be a block to conception because we want to make sure we're not going to receive anything else bad again. If you or somebody else you know who has been abused, you see this pattern. Somebody's closed. Somebody's not open. And uh, that is because you don't want to receive more of what has hurt you. That's just a normal human defense mechanism. Of course you do. Of course you don't want to receive more of what has hurt you. So as I said earlier, if you can look within the second chakra at everything that other people have brought to you and given to you and even put into you as supportive of your soul's journey so you become more self-loving, you can begin to turn this around and step out of feeling like a victim or as if you're powerless. In fact, your soul has given someone else the opportunity to hurt you so you experience what it's like to be hurt because your soul needs that experience and the other person has the experience of what it's like to feel powerful or vindicated or righteous and hurt somebody else. That soul needs that, opportu- that experience just like your soul needs to. And each soul knows that its human self, this other person in you, need to come out of that dynamic into love, forgiveness, compassion, acceptance into understanding the bigger picture into understanding all events in this dimension as reflecting the soul's agreements between each other to give each other the opportunities to go from fear into love to explore these externally projected power dynamics these expectations of what power should be and is or what, what it must be, and to move into self-validation, self-care, self-love, self-knowledge, which is true power from the soul's point of view. And so if you're hearing this mp3, and you or someone you know has issues with conception, begin, begin in these places. Begin looking at what you've received that you don't want to receive. Look at if there are people in your life you don't want to engage with. If there are people in your life whose energies shut you down. Think about these issues across time. Assume you have been sold into marriage and felt like a sex slave, and then a baby-making, and then a baby-raising, and then a baby-ass-wiping slave. You have had this experience if you are on the planet You have had this experience. And also assume you're on the other side of that and you're trying to do the right thing. You're not always a jerk just because you own a woman in some life. It doesn't mean you're a jerk. It means you're complying with these imbalanced social expectations of what it means to be a good man. So in these root and second chakras, I'm going to give you some ideas of affirmations and then talk about some tools. Decide that nobody owns you. Decide that you are willing to do whatever it takes to respect yourself. That you're willing to do whatever it takes to validate, care for, and love yourself. Forgive yourself across time for everything in all of your relationships where you caused pain to others. Forgive others across time for everything that has caused pain to you. And then a good root chakra affirmation to decide every day is, In this moment, I'm, everything is fine and I am safe. Another root chakra affirmation is, I'm willing to see everything that's been in my life as pushing me toward growth and love and has therefore been supportive. Life is always supportive. In the second chakra, I'm willing to receive reflection, but I won't always take it literally. And the explanation on that is, If you doubt your ideas, you will draw other people to doubt your ideas. At some point, you may say, well, everybody else doubts my ideas, so I guess I should too. But they only doubt them because you are doubting them. So you have to interpret things and read between the lines. If everyone says that's a bad idea, it might be. But it could also be that you doubt it's a good idea. And you have to evaluate that critically without assuming everyone else's opinion matters more than yours. And the other second chakra one, which is very powerful, is I'm always willing to say yes, please, and no thank you when appropriate. And then you go through your life and you look at what you really need to say no thank you to, but don't, because you want to be nice. Or what you would love to say yes, please to, but don't, because you don't want to be greedy. You don't want to be selfish. So doing that affirmation opens a lot of doors into self-inquiry. But a huge thing is about getting rid of the energies of other people that, that has been put into you and calling back energies that you may have put into other people. And you do this with gratitude and with graciousness. You do it calmly. You do it in a spirit of our souls are being of service to each other, and that is why those dynamics happened in the first place. And you go through and you focus on a particular person who comes to mind, if there is somebody in your life or from the past or present. And you focus on that person and you say, your soul has helped me learn something. Thank you. I no longer need to carry your energies. And you send it down into the earth in meditation through cords from your feet and your root chakra. There is a free grounding, 13-minute grounding meditation on my homepage, which is great for this linked from tdjacobs.com in the lower right-hand part of the page. And so you get rid of all the energies you've taken on. You forgive. You accept that these people are teachers. You do it with gratitude, and you decide you no longer need teachers to show you these external power games regarding sex. And then you call back energies you may have put into or given to other people. In the same way, for the same reason. With gratitude, our souls are in cahoots. I no longer need to throw my stuff at you. I no longer need to do that. And every human needs to become the source of love for the self, remember. And that's what this process is. Ending past and present projections and expectations that somebody else will be something for you that they won't or can't be. And owning that you must become the source of love for yourself. Now, regarding some tools, as I mentioned, the brecciated red jasper. Brecciated means fragmented or fractured. fractured, And it's red jasper that had formed near fault lines, and then the the plates moved, and cracks developed, fissures, fra- you know, fracturing. And then water came in later, carrying other materials. And so it's not straight-up red. It's... Uh, Some of it looks like satellite photos of galaxies far away. (laughs) Some of it looks like um, striated. uh, But there's a lot of other inclusions, sometimes yellow, sometimes lots of different things, sometimes gray, white, black, depends on where you are in the Earth, what materials were washed in later by the water. So I energetically program these crystals, these stones, to resolve these second chakra issues as I've been describing. It's about boundaries in relationship, and it's also about getting rid of other people's energies, and it's about ceasing to value other people's opinions of you over yours. So it's a lot of cleanup in the second chakra, and that, that results in, in uh, opening up creativity as well as money flow, because money is implicated here in the second chakra as well. In the first and second chakras in different ways, but very loudly in the second chakra regarding exchange and flow and being open to give and take. Which is being open to love, you know. So the shaded Red Jasper, there's a program there on my site. There is a 33-page channel document on healing the effects of sexual abuse, which if this that part of this MP3 resonated with you, I highly recommend you read it. Um, another tool is the programmed Onyx, energetically charged programmed Onyx. And these are for, if you're into the astrology side of things, all Plutonian issues, which does have a lot to do with sexuality and disempowerment and trauma and abuse. The onyx will take you deep into your deepest fear, and it will unearth your deepest pain so that you can process it. So onyx is very intense and is great for working with that. And there's a four-part, four hours, four hours and four parts MP3 set called Processing Trauma and Grief, that is not required to go with the Onyx, but is highly recommended. And you can get them separately, but the the MP3s won't do enough without the Onyx. And some people get the Onyx without the MP3s, and it's all right. You know, it's okay, but but definitely they're, they were designed to go together, Processing Trauma and Grief and the, and the programmed Onyx. The programmed Pink Opal will open the heart and help you cry things out that are stuck and perhaps be angry enough to move the energy and then cry. So that's a great tool as well. And the, the charged or programmed tiger iron helps with the solidity of the lower three chakras as a whole. So red jasper, you know, relates to the second. Onyx really relates to the first. But the, the tiger iron is a combination, a kind of synergistic combination of three different uh, stones uh, that have been pressed together for millions of years. Hematite for the first, or root chakra, red jasper for the second, and gold tiger eye for the third. There's a really cool synergistic effect when they're together, and the way they're programmed, it's to draw energy down from your mind, um, which is very controlling and is not about healing or multidimensionality or growth or evolution. Your mind is about numbers and control and fear. Drawing energy down to the lower three chakras to to put energy in them to kind of let bubble to the surface whatever is unresolved in any of those lower three chakras. And the first is safety, security, support, uh, family connection, feeling at home in the world and in your body. Second chakra is relationships, creativity, sexuality, money, including abuse stuff, including needing to get rid of others' energies. And the third chakra is your self-image, self-esteem, self-respect, choices, and personal power. So the tiger iron's a great all-purpose tool for that. So so some of you hearing this will say, I really need the onyx. And I'm going to say, get the tiger iron and the onyx. Some of you are going to say, I really need the red jasper. I'm going to say, get the tiger iron and the red jasper. Uh, you can get all of them, of course. And I also provide email support for people who get any charged crystals. And then the last bit of resources here are other mp3s. And there's an energy and emotion clearing mp3, which is 90 minutes there's a transforming self-doubt, transforming depression and anxiety, transforming the effects of abuse is also very directly uh, germane to this mp3. And there's also a consciousness upgrade clinic which which calls back fragments of self lost across time through trauma, pain, and fear. So there's quite a lot of stuff I've developed over the years to work with emotional healing, including stuff about these lower chakras and sexuality. So I hope that this has been uh, helpful to you. If you want to support this audio project on SoundCloud, uh, to the right on the right-hand side of my uh, profile on SoundCloud is a link that says "Support this original audio project," and also go to my site tdjacobs.com and check out all those resources. And uh, I hope that I hope that uh, this has been helpful and uh, take care of yourself.